0: Welcome back. Time for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Grab your board, swim out in that sea of ideas, and see what we can find out there with our friend Matt Hines. Hey, Matt. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Very excited to have everyone here today. Uh, without further ado, I want to get going right away. We are very excited, very privileged to have with us today Francis Traceman. She is the Senior Vice President of Sales for the Seattle Mariners, a very uh, opportune time to be having this conversation as we record this. There is still plenty of snow on the ground here in Seattle, but uh, there is spring training games being played in Arizona and in Florida, and that includes uh, our hometown team, the Seattle Mariners, and excited to have you on, Francis. talk a little uh, sports and baseball sales. Great.
1: Thanks so much, Matt, for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. We are excited for spring.
0: Well, I imagine this is a crazy time for you guys. I think, you know, just having um, you know, just having been involved a little bit in sort of sports marketing in the past, especially baseball, it's such a long season, there really isn't an off-season. Every month and every season sort of brings a different part of the process. And you've been with the Mariners for, what, I think, over 23 years now, I believe. And I imagine you've seen quite a bit of change in that time, obviously in the industry, but also in how you approach selling. What what are some things that maybe you sort of there are headlines of what you've noticed over the years that have really changed in the way that you've approached managing sales for the organization?
1: Well, I mean, the biggest change over time, I have been here over 20 years, so um, it's hard to imagine. But there was a time where we actually, I remember email coming. So that might shock some of your listeners. But as far as changes go, that's really the biggest change is just having access to information The technology that we have available to us, the information at our fingertips, the information at our prospects fingertips is a huge change and a differentiator in the past. They haven't had as much information. So uh, we're going into our sales process there as informed uh, many times you know, as our salespeople are. So it really has changed just how we've approached our prospecting, especially on the B2B side, B2C side as well. You know, the access to information, it's 24 seven, you have to be on your toes, the long news cycle no longer exists. And so just being, you know, the fundamentals of sales remain the same. you you need to be organized, you need to be a strategic thinker, you need to learn about your prospects, connect with people. But on, you know, the changes really are from a technology standpoint and and access to information.
0: For sure. And it's a product that you don't have a lot of control over as well, right? I mean, you know, in in the sales environment, just like any sports team, some years, there are good teams, some year, there are bad teams. Does your sales strategy change at all when you've got a contender versus when you're in a rebuilding time, you know, whether it's the beginning of the season or the middle of the season, once you see what kind of team you have, is there a change in approach at that point?
1: I don't know that we necessarily change our approach. I mean, the way we talk about it internally, you're right, we we can only control what we can control. So our, our focus internally is always on, for us, our fan experience, customer experience, and that applies throughout our sales process as well. Ideally, if we have a good product on the field, that certainly enhances it and we will probably talk more baseball, but it's mainly our fans and customers want to talk more baseball at that point. Fundamentally, we our job every day is to, as you said, we have no off season. We're responsible for bringing people out to the ballpark and whether or not we have a good product on the field. So we'll take advantage certainly from a marketing standpoint, of uh, taking advantage of a good team, but that doesn't necessarily change our overall strategy on how we approach our business.
0: Well, and I may be biased because I'm a big baseball fan, but I think you know one of the advantages of going to a game is you have the opportunity to not just experience what hopefully is a good competitive entertaining game, but it's baseball provides an experience. It provides cadences where you can have a conversation. A summer afternoon at a ballpark in the sun is it's kinda like a day a day just at a at a park with a picnic and you just happen to have some great professional athletes in front of you as well. So I think there are a lot of different things you can sell. And I imagine that that overall experience, including in beyond the game on the field isn't just something that you're doing for individual tickets, but I imagine it has uh, an impact on group sales and corporate sales and suite sales as well. How do you incorporate that overall experience as part of the pitch, especially on the B2B and the group sales side?
1: Yeah. And I think that's one of the advantages of what we have to offer here at the ballpark. You hit right all of our kind of value proposition we do feel like we have something for everyone so as far as a strategy when it comes to sales um you know the first and foremost is we're if we're talking from a b2b standpoint we're we're listening to to them about what what are what's important to them so for instance if it is employees are important and they want employee engagement we have opportunities for them to come and create a fun experience out at the ballpark that they couldn't necessarily get at a park like you were saying Mm -hmm. and uh, but we also uh, offer the opportunity as you mentioned to you can when else can you sit with your um, prospective client or even your best client and have an opportunity at kind of a leisurely pace while being entertained to talk business so we really do have opportunities for anyone that we're talking with that can be a blessing and a curse. So <laughs> trying to stay focused on what our overall goals are can be challenging. It, it's a little overwhelming actually how many options we have to offer. and so that's where we come in as um, kind of leaders on the sales team to really help that our, our sales team focus on you know where we need to have those opportunities go.
0: And I think being able to customize something to a particular audience saying like, you know, not just going and saying, here's all the things you can buy from us. Here's all the different experiences you can have at the ballpark with the Mariners, but customizing that to what people care about. I mean, in a lot of complex B2B environments we work with, it's the same thing. I mean, you're you've got a consistent set of products. The product on the field is a baseball game. The way that, you know, the reason why people want to be there the, the objective they have may be different and it expands beyond just you know the ballpark i think I, I imagine that you know when you're talking to people whether they're you know talking about season tickets or talking about sponsorships they have other options right i mean it even just in the sports world you look across you've got you know a popular uh sounders soccer team uh here in seattle you've got the you've got the uh the seahawks uh, even on the baseball side you've got you know multiple minor league teams that are you know within driving distance how, how do you think about competition for the dollars with similar experiences? And how does what's the strategy you employ to try to create differentiation and preference for an experience with the Mariners?
1: Well, I think the, the most important piece to, to all of this is just understanding that, you know, the biggest competitor for, for us, aside from dollars, is time. You know, people have only a limited amount of time. They have limited dollars. They could potentially find more dollars, but you can't find more time. And that's, um, you know, on us to explain and educate. I, I often um, call our sales team educators because people don't necessarily—they um, don't have time to really sit down and think. huh, how could I use baseball to help me grow my business or develop mm-hmm. more? Um, you know, a better relationship with my family. Uh, there, there are lots of um, opportunities for us to do that. So, as far as you know, how we how we position ourselves in the market, there's there's always going to be competition, and it's really just understanding and listening um, to our uh, customers and understanding what what are their needs, and then we also need to adapt. We've made a lot of changes over the years, not necessarily in the sales process, but throughout the ballpark to take advantage of, um, you know, what our fans and our customers are looking for. And we'll continue to do that. Really, listening is important.
0: Uh, listening is really important in any any sales and marketing context. really excited to have uh, Francis Traceman today on Sales by Brand Radio, senior vice president of sales with the Seattle Mariners and you know I think a lot of context when we talk about B2B sales and marketing we talk about the importance of those teams working together where you know sales may be responsible ultimately for hitting the number but they often can't do it alone that it's it's there's a, there's a there's a partnership with marketing uh, with the communications team to help do that as well. And when you're talking about explaining and educating. um, That's not just an outbound, you know, sales effort as well. Talk about how you partner with your counterparts on the marketing communication side and, and what you do to try to create some consensus and, and some coordination of the message to make to make it a little easier to sell.
1: Well, and we have a great marketing team, I, I think they are the best in the business. I'm partial, but I, you know, I've been in this business for a while. and I think they're just terrific. They have been really wonderful to work with. And we haven't, you know, we have an outside agency that we've worked with for many years as well on the brand side. So we have, you know, the Mariners brand that clearly is uh, established in this market. But when it comes to translating that to revenue generation, that's where we've come in to try to help plant the seed of how can we get that message. Out to the general fan that it's not just about baseball. So if, you know, common objection. Well, I I don't like baseball. Well, that's not actually what we sell here at um say, at, you know at uh, T-Mobile Park. We sell hope and fun and opportunity to engage with your family, your customers, your prospects. So uh, we've had a great relationship with our marketing team and have modified our marketing messages at times depending on what the focus is on our sales team. A few years ago, we created some messages that were featured on radio that talked specifically to the, the various opportunities you could do with, for instance, a season ticket. could be that, you, like you, Matt, a family man, and you have opportunities to bring your, your children to the ballpark or um, come to the ballpark with friends and family, or as a business leader, you could bring um, prospects all using one season ticket package. And that's our marketing team took that information and created that they also created one that was a little bit more business focused. And so we've been testing that. And I think that's when we look at kind of some of the changes over time, in general with marketing and sales and the relationships over time that has evolved as well.
0: You know, I think I'm curious to hear also sort of what you are able to learn and share with some of your counterparts and other teams. You know, I can't imagine that Microsoft and Apple and Google are sharing marketing and sales ideas very often, but your competitors really aren't competitors. I mean, you're, um, you know, sort of the other teams and other markets you don't necessarily compete with for at least ticket sales. How much sharing is there between yourself and your counterparts at some of the other teams in Major League Baseball and perhaps teams, uh, so your counterparts in other sports?
1: Well, you're right. We don't compete. We compete on the field, but we don't necessarily compete in the market. So I would say across MLB, there's quite a bit of sharing, both on the marketing um, side, but also the sales side. And we meet regularly. We have regular calls, sharing best practices. Each market is unique, so that can be challenging. But we are often talking to each other about how really to, to raise the the profile of the industry in general. And then certainly outside of the industry, there are outside of MLB, there are other leagues that we consult with on a regular basis. I am not above ever uh, picking up the phone and (laughs) calling someone that I saw a great idea. How did you do it? How did it work? And I think that that's something that we encourage. I mean, we encourage our, our team to do that across the board in this market as well as outside the market.
0: Awesome. Just a couple more minutes here with Francis Traceman, the Senior Vice President of Sales at the Seattle Mariners. And I'm curious, as you, as you build your sales team and as you look to hire new sales reps, I think a lot of people probably think it'd be a lot of fun to work for a professional sports organization. But at the end of the day, it is still, it is a job. It is a sales job. You have to hit your number uh, there, just like anywhere else. What are some of the attributes of good sales reps and good new hires you look for? Are they different for ticket sales versus corporate sales? And, you know, what kind of experience experience or attributes? Are you looking for some of your ideal next sales routes?
1: Well, that's a really good question. I I mean, I think our fundamentally people need to have just a general, first of all, a desire to work. I I think you'd, you'd said it best, you know, when people say, Oh, I've always wanted to work in sports, or I've always wanted to work for the Mariners. I said, Well, the key to that is work. (laughs) That was the key (laughs) to that phrase. So I think there's just an overarching fundamental caring about doing a good job. That is a fundamental, um, you know, trait that we're looking for is that in your past, that's something that you've been striving for is kind of excellence in some area. And overarching for me, I think, in order to be good at sales is really a general curiosity and interest. You know, there are a lot of people that can talk to prospects and um, consumers. But really, if you are curious, you're going to make the most of that conversation, you're going to lead that conversation into the next level. So that to me is a trait that is perhaps a little undervalued um, in general. And certainly you need to be organized, you need to have perseverance, it would be helpful to have some strategic thinking, but those are some of the things we can help you with. Uh, in general, if I really believe that just a good solid person who wants to do the best job we can we can help you. we can teach you how to sell if you are a, a good person who has the desire to to be the best
0: That's great. Well, last question as we wrap up here in just a couple more minutes. You know, you've been with the organization for over 20 years. It's 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 impressive to me how many senior leaders with the Mariners Uh, have similar tenures. you know, Kevin Martinez has been with the organization almost as long as you have Tim heavily, who was back, back in the day, uh, he was my boss when I was a when I was an intern with the uh, the PR department with the Mariners when I was in school, and still is the now the vice president of communications, what are some of the advantages of having sort of a core sales and marketing leadership team that has such longevity in the organization? But what are also some of the pitfalls that might come along with that in terms of sort of having sort of the same four walls and the same perspective? for such a long period of time that you have to watch out for. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you've said it best. I can't say enough about the organization. Why we've been here, we've all been here uh, for so long is that while it's the same, you know, baseball played every year, it's always something different. I mean, it's a very exciting industry to work in. It's, constantly changing their new opportunities and and challenges each year. So I think that that speaks to why I'm here, why Kevin's here, Tim's here. We also are very fortunate to have an extremely stable ownership group. And a very supportive ownership group that that wants to um, be successful here in Seattle. So so we're fortunate to have that. And so with not having the changes day to day that some of other organizations have, you know, any kind of change in leadership it can be challenging for an organization. It can be invigorating or it can be challenging. Um, we do try to challenge ourselves. I think that's just inherent in our organization that it's not just time to make the donuts every day. (laughs) We're, we are always looking at how can we do this better? How can we do this differently? And it all comes back to our main focus is on our fan. Um, You know, we know that We have a baseball side that is focused on trying to have our baseball team win on the field. But in the end, what the things that we can control are the fan experience and how you feel when you're in contact with someone from our organization. So I I would say we do a fairly good job internally of challenging ourselves and trying to um, get outside of just this is how we always do it.
0: Love it. Well, we are unfortunately out of time. I want to thank again our guest, Francis Traceman, our Senior Vice President of Sales for the Seattle Mariners. Like I said, a lot of people listening to this, uh, it's the end of end of February or beginning of March, depending on when you're getting this episode. And it may still be cold, but baseball is right around the corner and uh, exciting new season. This is the best time of the year for every team. Every team is tied for first place, and you never know what's going to happen on the, on the field. So thank you, Francis, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode. We'll see you next time on Sales Pipeline Radio. The way we do business is advancing faster than ever before. Yet amongst the disruptions, there's one pillar that stays standing through it all. The power of a relationship. Relationships are at the core of everything. So how are today's organizations developing, nurturing, and leveraging them to drive success? Download the new research report on the state of relationship marketing and learn how your team can bridge the gaps between relationships and revenue. Download your free report at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H E I N Z Marketing.com. That's, well, that's gonna wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for tuning in, riding along. Sales Pipeline Radio, right here on the Funnel Radio channel for outwork listeners like you.